Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. I don't like emojis to start with. I've never used one, and uh, I use them all the time, and it's made my life happier. But I definitely don't like the whole poop emoji thing. I just that's it just it's just too coarse. <laughs> it's just too coarse. And now the fact that there's a movie, and on top of that, it's a kids movie featuring the poop emoji, and I see billboards everywhere. How did this become a thing? There are t-shirts. Jack, there, everybody poops. There's to- There are toys for kids that are a, li- a little steaming pile of poop you play with. What the hell is that? That's odd. What, do we live in Haiti? You're not supposed to play with it. There are germs. Can I change your opinion if I tell you that the poop emoji is voiced by none other than Sir Patrick Stewart? God dang it. He, he's apparently at that what's what's it pay stage of his career. Voice over work? Sure. <laughs> Show up to a studio for three hours, make yeah. as much as I would for a regular movie, you got it. Well, th- that... Three and- hours better include lunch, by the way. He's an incredibly respected Shakespearean actor, and has a hell of a sense of humor. Didn't you and say... And is at the stage of his career where he says, what does it pay? <laughs> Didn't you say it got fairly low uh, ratings from fairly critics? Low. <laughs> it has the very rare 0% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is wow. that's, that is so <laughs> hard to that's do. That's almost impossible yeah. to achieve. So even Mark S. Allen doesn't like the <laughs> emoji movie? Oh my goodness, i got to find his review the for that. The emoji movie? Wow. But, uh, zero on Rotten Tomatoes, I kind of want to see it now. <laughs> I know. I, could it be Plan 9 from Outer Space? Yeah, you wonder. Or you is, wonder. It, is it the sort of bad that's just... Bad. Yeah, sometimes bad is just dull and like I'm wasting my time. Here's a, a one sentence from a review of it. Children should not be allowed to watch the emoji movie. Their impressionable brains simply aren't set up to sift through the thick haze of corporate subterfuge clouding every scene of this sponsored content post this sponsored content post masquerading as a feature film. So what's all the sponsored con- content? Uh, they reference apps that are available for purchase in the app store. Got, gotcha. Oh, boy. Well, not to mention there's going to be a toy of every emoji. There already are, but they'll be marketed, you know, by the company involved, et cetera, et cetera. And you'll be able to probably buy them in the theater. The emoji toys are out. I see them on the shelves, including the poop. I'm at Target, and there's a poop emoji on the shelf. Disgusting. Good Lord. The emoji movie has is a force of insidious evil, a film that feels as though it was dashed off by an uninspired advertising executive. Well, just a, a week or two ago was National Emoji Day, which is put on by the emoji movie. National so emoji it's not day. National Emoji Day. <laughs> I'm going to d- d- declare this National Give Joe $20 Day. <laughs> it's National Give Joe $20 Day because I say it is. Come on. Come on. Your kids, Jack, are going to ask for the talking poo doll this Christmas probably. Oh, boy. <sighs> the All budget right. for this movie was $50 million. <laughs> 
Well, which is given that to the poor or the rich. <laughs> give it to the rich. It's or, a better expenditure. Or quality filmmakers. <laughs> right. Give it to some independent uh, guy who's got a brilliant idea and just needs a budget. All right. Speaking of brilliant entertainment, if you are driving, I want you to pull over. <laughs> if you are working, I want you to close your office door. If you have no office door, I want you to stand up and shout across the cubicle jungle. Everybody shut up. I need to hear this. If you are giving birth, I want you to cross your legs and wait wow. for a moment or two wow. to hear a giant, well-marbled, healthy mooing fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. You're under a citizen's arrest! You're under a citizen's arrest! You're under a citizen's arrest! And I'll tell you what, you are too! You big swamp! Uh, If Jeff Session is fired, there will be holy hell to pay. They're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab into your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person. (laughs) Help me welcome to the stage the CEO of Niantic, Mr. John Hankey. Clearly, we can't put Michael in one lane and a white shark on the far lane. It's hard to swim in a cage when you're next to a shark. Like, it, it, like it wouldn't be able to move at the right speed. Yeah, they're pointing to a protester. Honestly, if you don't point, nobody's even going to know he's here. Weak voice. Weak voice. <laughs> what we can't repeat is what he said about Steve Bannon, which is, if true, would make Bannon a gymnast. Stop listening to the bombastic loudmouths on the radio and television and the internet. To hell with them. Quite a week, huh? God, I'd say. And it's not over yet. Quite a week is right. Um, I'd say there's only, I mean, there's like four or five hours in the workday still in D.C., but, uh... Evidently, they'll make calls at night, too, that make news. So, Plenty in time for Mooch to, to go off again. Sure. Explode again. Call CNN. So what was the, the, the font on that tote bag? My favorite color is Hitler. It was supposed to say... My favorite color is glitter. But because it's in cursive, it looks like... My favorite color is Hitler. Hmm. Which is kind of mauve, I guess. Um, a friend of mine, this texter says, has a tattoo that says blessed, but because of the font... It, it looks like it says six-legged. People ask her about it all the time. What do you have a, t- <laughs> what do you have a tattoo that says oh. six-legged? Have you ever logged any time on one of those websites that's like unfortunatetattoos.com? I have not. Oh, Herb McGurd is it amusing. And just, well, it's hilarious because, you know, you see how stupid people are and how bad some tattoo artists are. All the misspellings. All the, like, tried to get your child's face tattooed, but it ends up looking like a ghoul. I mean, it's just like a wax figure that's melting. Right. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what I've noticed? To go no the- regerts, that sort of thing. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of things going to the the, uh, the community pool. Really enjoying that with the kids. There's just, there's just so much to enjoy. Sure. There's got to be great people watching. Oh, yeah. Uh 
tattoos are great on the right people. On good-looking people with good skin and a tan, they look freaking fantastic. Totally. I mean, they really do. When are you going to get you a tat, Vince, or do you have one? I see dudes at the gym with with it on their arms, like uh, like the Rock has, like all yeah. uh, an, uh, ancient tribe or whatever. It looks so cool. And they're or, buff. And or or shiny. women or women that it looks you great are so on. Clearly gay. What? They're buff and shiny. <laughs> but you see women, great skin, great tan, whatever tattoo looks awesome. But yeah. then you see the people that it, that with bad skin or whatever <laughs> and the <laughs> pale, and it looks awful. <laughs> Maybe they're not in the shape they used to be when they got the tattoo. When they were all buff and oily. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing on this North Korean missile launch is similar. uh, You know, news will come in on how big a deal it is. And generally the media, it didn't go very far. It was in the air for 45 minutes. This is their longest one yet. So I have a feeling we're going to find out by noon that oh with that range it would have reached you know the the last one that flew for 37 minutes would have reached alaska so at 45 minutes i don't know i don't know how much further you go vancouver i wonder Um, what turncoat senator lisa murkowski of alaska says about that huh she's a democrat people on the world she should have voted for that measure based on the promise that it would never become law Right. Yeah, I don't know what that makes you to vote for it or against it. We talked about this earlier in the show, if you're tuning in, the whole health care vote thing. I mean, what a house of mirrors. Yeah. What a what a bizarro world we've descended into. John McCain and, and Lindsey Graham and oddly Chuck Schumer are right. It's, this is crazy. We got to start doing legislation like we used to do legislation. Let's have some ideas. Let's bring it to committee. Let's hash it out. Let's compromise. Let's have a vote. Imagine that. Do we have any of Schumer's speech? Let's see if you can dig up a chunk of that before the end of the show, Vince, because Jack tells me, he was watching uh, the TV late at night, that Schumer actually got up and said, look, McCain's right. we got to start working together. Yeah. If that's true, and, and he I said, have no reason to doubt it. And he said our side's contributed to it as much as the other side. You got something? I would suggest we turn the page. We turn. It's time to turn the page. I would say to my dear friend, the majority leader, we are not celebrating. We are relieved that millions and millions of people who okay, have been this. so drastically... Oh. Yeah, there's All that right. crap. That's crap. Before you get to the, 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 the last half of it, where he talks about, uh, we got to go back to the way we used to do things. Uh, I heard a commentator say last night um, that it was a fake debate on an insincere amendment for a non-existent bill. <laughs> I would say that's fairly accurate. That's why, you know, it's funny. You and Craig, uh, the Obamacare lawyer, were up and texting and, and tweeting and stuff very entertainingly last night. But that's why I wasn't watching it. I thought, why am I going to watch all that drama over this this dog and pony show? In retrospect, it sounded pretty interesting. But what was happening last night? What were they doing? What were they attempting to do? Kind of, sort of, pass something to continue the conversation, maybe bridging to the House, kind of, sort of, about uh, the individual health care market. I wonder how much John McCain's health that happened over the last two weeks factored into his vote. His, I don't have much time left. I don't want the Senate to be like this anymore. Starting to think legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much of it. Uh, it had to be a factor. Oh, of course it did. I mean, even the most cynical politician, I think, when they come eyeball to eyeball with the Almighty, you have a change in tune. You know. Yeah. Speaking of Lisa Murkowski, can I play the the buddy, the Congressman Buddy Carter comment 
on uh, her. Yeah, on Murkowski? Yeah, you asked me about it earlier, Joe. You're right, like, fade What's the music. We'll come back with the hook anyway, Michael. Go ahead. What do you think about uh, the president going after Lisa Murkowski for her no vote yesterday on the motion to proceed? I think it's perfectly fair. Let me tell you, somebody needs to go over there to that Senate and snatch a knot in their ass. Snatch a knot in their ass. Snatch a knot in their ass. Somebody needs to go over there to that Senate and snatch a knot in their ass. Where's Buddy Carter from? It sounds like the South. (laughs) Is that a saying? Apparently it is. It's a uh, it's a it's a charming term for I think hit somebody in the butt or like give somebody a kick in the butt sort of give them oh, okay. a knot give them snatch like a, a knot in swelling ass. in their uh... somebody needs to go over there to that Senate and snatch a knot in their ass. So he wants corporal punishment. He's from Georgia. <laughs> yeah, well that that math works. <laughs> That's an interesting expression. Who are we listening to? Oh, is this the toast? The toast of take two. The toast of Portland, Radio Macbeth, and their smash hit Vapor Trail. I really do like the song. It's great. I do too. And there's songs on the album I like even more. But the toast of Portland. Yes, the hottest young band on the West Coast happens to have my kid in it. Fantastic. See him on Bandcamp iTunes, wherever music is sold to you. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. launched a missile that's their 14th this year wow and it's only july and the fourth that they'll use up all their missiles (laughs) (laughs) it's time to attack the great satan uh sorry uh mr kim jung we don't have any missiles left well that was a miscalculation fired them all off should have kept a couple of back (laughs) uh but they fired off 14 missiles this year four that can reach the united states and how long do you put up with that of course, what are you going to do? Until you got something better to do. <laughs> I guess. Um, so there was that. I want to talk about that. Oh, my! F- I ate so much fried chicken last night, my fingers tingle. Is that is that, <laughs> is that is that normal? This man has chicken poisoning. I ate so much fried chicken last night, my fingers tingle today. That's odd. The homemade? Oh, yeah. My wife's. Are, are we sure that it's a causation and not correlation? <laughs> the, 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 the the fried chicken. Is it Was the grease too hot? Are you... Are you... <laughs> Uh, Experiencing ramifications from that? I don't know. I think I just ate too much grease. Yeah, uh, uh, homemade fried chicken, gravy. Is it like deep fried or pan fried? Pan fried. Pan fried. Good. Oh, My man, wife fries good. no chicken. Feels dang good. Well, my brother's in town visiting. Falling out of love with me. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's in town. I think she wanted to put on a good meal for him. Oh, that's nice. He's a bit of an eater. Uh, is it uh, your uh, your older brother? My youngest. Oh, so your youngest. Oh. My kids. Shout out to Joe. Hey. So both my kids were excited that uh, that Uncle Joe was coming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I was wondering a little bit if uh, the younger one, Henry, remembers him because, you know, he's, he's little and his brain has barely formed the part where you remember stuff and everything sure. like that. Yeah. And I remember as a kid regularly being confused about who was who with aunts and uncles <laughs> and stuff like that. But anyway, 
So they've been excited for the last couple of days, and, and he's been, I've got to clean my room. I've got to get my clean my room clean before Uncle Joe gets here. Now i got to do this for, when Uncle Joe gets here, can we do this, can we do that? He's been saying that for days. So yesterday we go to the airport, we're walking into the airport to pick up my brother. We went in because they wanted to ride the escalators. But we're walking into the airport, and he, and he says to me, he said, you know what, Dad? I don't know who Uncle Joe is. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Ah, the truthfulness of youngsters. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you oh, went through the whole great. the whole motions of being excited, that's even great. though you don't know. <laughs> now, was Uncle Joe your brother who was hailed by his doctor as the least flexible person yes. he'd ever seen? Yes. Yes. It's like a 30-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Less flexible than any person, any patient he's ever had, including old people. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can't bend over and touch his waist. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, stretch. <laughs> stretch occasionally. That's what I'm trying to do. So speaking of kids to a certain extent, this is our, uh, the most shared article in the New York Times right now is how to build resilience in midlife. Mm. And uh, I read it over and didn't get much out of it, but um, it made that's me... That's rigid of you. It made me think, um, for some reason this popped into my head because I saw this a couple of weeks ago. I... Two different instances. I One, I think, was uh, someone who was a football player, like just got drafted or something like that in a success story. And then the other one was like a Dr. Phil type show or 2020 or something like that. Somebody who's, whose life has gone the other direction. And they both had a similar problem. Um, and I don't remember what it was, but it doesn't make any difference. Like bad speech impediment or, or uh, you know... Physical deformity kids made fun of, or something. There was something, Mm -hmm. something as a kid that was, you know, troubling to them. And one of them, the story of this guy was, and my mom, she wouldn't treat me like anybody else. She treated me like everybody else, and she said, you're just like everybody else. You're going to go out there, and you're going to do this. You don't get to use any excuses in my household, and that's why I'm a success today. And the other person who was crying on the 2020 show, and their life had fallen apart, said almost exactly the same thing. And my mom would treat me like everybody else, despite my problem, and told me I had to go out there and do everything else that everybody else had to do. And 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 I've thought about, I was thinking about, yeah, I've heard these stories multiple times in my life. So I don't know which is the correct, the correct, some people, it's the, the awful thing that happened to them, right? Their parents never acknowledged this. They told them they had to get over it. You need to get over that and find a way to succeed. I'm not listening to any excuses. Right. My parents told me I just had to get over it when I had this problem, and they wouldn't listen to any excuses. Wow. And people go a different direction with the same... Right. Right. Uh, remember that Attitude. T- and some people, it's, it's, well, that was great parenting. Or that was awful. What monsters you had for parents. Yeah, wow. Isn't that Oops. interesting? Yeah. And I've seen that a number of times in my life. Maybe it boils down to you got to coach the individual player. You know, good coaches could, coach individuals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, remember that uh, blind young man? Uh, I believe he was from the Sacramento area who would, like, click and and sound as he went down the street. And he did he ride a bike or a skateboard or something like that? It was an amazing story. All of America cared about it for, like, 15 minutes. Um, but I remember his story his mom said uh, all right it's time to get the chores done whatever and it's like hey i'm blind over here she's like, i don't care you get a job to do go do your job yeah whenever i hear i hear those stories i generally think well that's that's pretty awesome that was yeah. cool and they made them you know gave them resilience speaking of this article about right. resilience but then you do hear the stories from people what my parents they, they they told me that that was no excuse and that i had to just get over it <laughs> yeah, well i don't i don't know 
I don't know. What, what does that mean? I don't know what it means. You presented me with a conundrum. Unannounced. I didn't know there would be conundra today. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, listen, uh, as we wait for Marshall to come in, one quick uh, thing that, well, we got this note. We got a lot of notes. We get notes all the time. He's working on FP time. Finnish person time. Oh. <laughs> Supposed to be in here. Well, you know what he's doing? He's in there in the newsroom essing his own D. Like, oh, my Steve God. Bannon. Oh, my God. That came out of nowhere. What? All right. Yeah. That's right. That's he's my of... new hero, Anthony Scaramucci. I'm going oh! to. He's my, you know, the speech patterns, the the verbiage, uh, the rest of it. I'm going to call and threaten reporters more than I do right now. I'm going to suggest that people are effing paranoid schizophrenics who are the chief of staff of the White House. Does this story just go away after a day? Trump doesn't talk about it, just kind of goes away. Like this is the new normal? Kind of like this is the new normal and and we just move on. North Korea fired a missile. Some legislation will come up. No, 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 no. I mean, the next time Reince Priebus is in public, reporters, average people... Blind guys riding skateboards. <laughs> Everybody is going to shout at him. Hey, what do you think of Scaramucci calling you an effing hey, paranoid the, sky, the, the, psycho? The hell with that. The next time Bannon's in oh, public. Yeah. Hey, let me oh, see. Yeah. How do you do that? Oh. Hey, let me see. Yes. You have to warm up first. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And Steve Bannon, f- former naval officer, publishing genius, Ideologue, etc. Yeah, he's just going to take that. Well, oh, that's yeah. kind of hurtful what he said, but I guess I'll get back to work. Yep, diddy up. No, that's not Steve Bannon. So, no, it can't be over. It just can't be. Wonder Unless who's taking out a hit on whom first? Well, yeah, no kidding. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe they get together and everybody says, yeah. look, 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 look. We're all dynamic people here. We all a little loose with our tongues sometimes. Although Bannon's been very, very quiet yeah. since he got the gig. Unless he's leaking like crazy, and that's how he speaks. True that. Um, is there any chance they get together and say, all right, listen, I said some hurtful things. You said some hurtful things. He said you suck your own unit. <laughs> We've all had bad moments. But we all have one goal, and that's to, to promote the president's fabulous agenda of making America great again. Who's with me? I have a temper. Not ass. I have a temper. You're a freaking lunatic. <laughs> I got to snatch a knot in your ass. Mooch comes off as a freaking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Looks like a walking pinky ring. Which, one week ago, like this very moment, Sean Spicer announced, I'm out. Yeah. Because he knew Mooch was a lunatic. You hire him, I quit. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Boom. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got the White House eyeing an investigation into an IT staffer for Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yet another big story that ought to be in the news, but ain't. And Russia's expelling hundreds of U.S. diplomats today. Meanwhile, science is using ancient metrics to identify the handsomest man in the world. Coming up, minutes wow. from now, Armstrong and Getty. So is this an individual person you're going to give us, or just a, like a, uh, a Indivi- computer? Individual person. Okay, interesting. I want to see that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean got me the actual reviews of the Emoji movie, and they're pretty entertaining. The New York Times, the whole thing is nakedly idiotic. 
Uh, Wow. Nakedly idiotic, the Joe Getty story. Some industry rag I don't know of said it's one of the darkest, most dismaying films I've ever seen, much less one ostensibly made for children. Wow. Dark and dismaying. (laughs) Again, it got zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I'll have to go through some more of the reviews. Wow. And, And not just bad, but evil. Yeah. Yeah. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the White House is apparently considering its own probe of the IT staffer for Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Imran Awan's already been under investigation by the FBI for bank fraud. Awan was arrested Monday at Dulles Airport outside Washington trying to flee the country. He was fired by Wasserman Schultz the next day. At a briefing yesterday, the White House Press Secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, was asked if President Trump has an opinion on the case. Sanders said that while she hadn't talked with Trump specifically about it, she said there should be, quote, a thorough investigation. And yesterday, Trump retweeted a story about it. Uh, The headline, ABC, NBC, CBS, pretty much bury IT scandal engulfing Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Hmm. And according to a lot of press uh, reports, it's uh, it's a modest case dealing with some bank fraud. And others are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. There's probably a lot more going on. There's way more than that. Yeah. Senate sending a package of stiff financial sanctions against Russia to President Trump to sign. The bill got overwhelming support in Congress, aimed at punishing Moscow for interfering in the 2016 presidential election and for military aggression in Ukraine and Syria, where the Kremlin has been backing President Assad. Moscow's already responded. They ordered a reduction in the number of U.S. diplomats in Russia, and they're closing the U.S. Embassy's recreation retreat, whatever that amounts to. Vladimir Putin is reportedly angry about the new sanctions bill. He was talking about relations the other day. As far as the investigation uh, which you refer to is concerned, I don't actually think it is an investigation because an investigation implies a full study and analysis of the situation, the causes and so on. What we see is merely a growth of anti-Russian hysteria and utilization of Russophobia for domestic policies. Russophobia. Yes, the new disease sweeping the nation. And Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is now behind a push to limit President Trump's power. He's co-sponsoring a bill to prevent the president from firing the special counsel without a judicial review. Graham is saying the bill would provide a check and balance because he is worried about President Trump's actions. This is not draining the swamp. What he's interjecting is turning democracy upside down. So you're getting pushback from Lindsey. Wow, that is something. So so Lindsey Graham must think Trump's serious, seriously considering trying to figure out a way to get rid of Mueller. Yep. That's a hell of a preemptive move. To handcuff the president like that before he said, well, it's an interesting move. Science has identified the world's handsomest men and the world's handsomest man. Researchers from the Center for Advanced Facial Cosmetic and Plastic Surgery in London use computer mapping technology to apply the Greek golden ratio of beauty pi, a mathematical equation created by the Greeks in an attempt to measure beauty to the faces of several male celebrities. So from fifth to first, most handsome men in the world. In fifth place, you got soccer legend David Beckham. (laughs) He's very handsome. 
Former One Direction singer, now actor, Harry Styles is the fourth most handsome man in the world. Mm. Third most handsome face, gotta love it, Brad Pitt. Second place goes to Bradley Cooper. And the researchers have determined that George Clooney has the handsomest male face in the world. Well, that's... uh... Something to take with us today. Thank you for that, Marshall. So, <laughs> applying, applying the ancient metrics to the or, faces of, of course. Or you could ask most women and come up with mostly that same list. Mostly that same list. <laughs> First pictures of uh, him in a mall's, uh, his wife's uh, twins are, came out today. And they're if, tiny, have if, a little hair on their if, head. If that ma- yeah, exactly. If that matters to you that George Clooney and his wife's twins' pictures are out, don't ever talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Stay far, far like. away from me. Can't imagine caring about that. I, I clicked on it. Joe, yeah. tell Jack I clicked on that. Did one. it look like babies? Come on. That's what I assumed. <laughs> Come on. Or did they look like a couple of little George Clooney's? Just got, his, just got his head. He is like a little baby. We've got the petering out portion of the show coming up. Who leaked that to you? Who leaked it? Oh, it's on the schedule. Sorry. Never mind. Sorry for all those things I called you. Sorry. Crazy. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. That more. That's the new Ringo Starr Paul McCartney song. Oh boy! Just snatch a knot in their ass. That um. was a broke Ringo Starr calling up Paul McCartney <laughs> and saying, "If you play on my song, I think people will pay some attention to it." No, so no, Ringo is not broke. Ring- that's not so a great. broken, broken Ringo Starr. Oh boy! I always called him Ringo, not a star. <laughs> wow, that's not funny. So you were saying, so why the abuse? He's an old man. He's a beetle. What's the matter with you people? Lame-o. So you're referring to him, his broken state emotionally, not necessarily exactly. financially. Gotcha. Absolutely. You're gotcha. vicious. You're all a bunch of vicious <laughs> trolls. That's what I'm seeing here. Speaking of vicious trolling, I need a vote. What is the most poisonous thing said by Anthony Scaramucci in his call to the New Yorker reporter? We have only two nominees. It's not like the freaking Academy Awards. Two nominees. Is it, quote... Reince is an effing paranoid schizophrenic, a paranoiac. Oh, Bill Shine is coming in. Let me leak the effing thing and see if I can clock block these people the way I clock block Scaramucci for six months. That's nominee number one. If somebody said that about me, I'd think, all right, that's like just your opinion, man. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure that would uh, bother me that much. Or is it? And I'm going to say buck my own doc here. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to buck my own dock. I'm not trying to build my own brand off the effing strength of the president. I'm here to see the, serve the country. Oh! That one would bother me. So is it effing paranoid schizophrenic who clock blocks, 
or is it Steve Bannon filleting himself and trying to build his own brand? And then I think in terms of the people involved, the the one most likely to viciously respond is a Bannon. So I think the insult is worse and the, the, the person receiving it is more vicious. He's accusing Reince of thinking everybody's against him. He's accusing Bannon of exploiting the president to build his own brand. Yeah, I think you got to go with the Bannon insult. And not just because of the vivid imagery. The vivid and, and really, uh, you know, they say good writing brings a picture to your mind. Well, that's some really good writing. I don't want that picture. <laughs> <laughs> but it brought it, didn't it? Who's the top paid comedian in, in the world? Hmm. Henny Youngman. Uh, not that old, but pretty old. Jerry Seinfeld, still. Wow. He oh, did, is it the syndication thing? Or? No, this is just uh, the money he's making. Uh, he's, he signed multiple $20 million each stand-up specials with Netflix. Yeah, he got the uh, the Chris Rock and the Dave Chappelle deal where the multiple multiple specials, 20 mil a pop. Wow. Yeah, and Netflix has really put a lot of money into this. They have got seven of the top ten. Our Netflix people. So Seinfeld signed that, that big deal, so he's going to make $69 million. Chris Rock signed a big deal with him also, right behind him at 57. Louis C.K.'s got so many different things going on. I'll deliver you one hour of knockout standout for half that. But I, I believe... Stand up. <laughs> I can't even say it. Never mind. I quit. I believe that this is only counting money they earn from stand-up yeah. as well, because uh, Kevin Hart's on that list, but it's not including the money that he made from Jumanji okay, and movies that makes like sense. that. That makes sense. So Kevin Hart's sixth. Amy Schumer made $38 million. She was obscure-ish just a couple of years ago. Now making $38 million, $38 million? doing stand yeah. She's selling out huge theaters. And, and I believe it. Not quite stadiums, I don't think, but yeah, huge theaters. Because she's not just funny, which she is. She's really good, but she's she's a movement. She's a... You, you go to, like... It's like when... With Bowel or political? It's like when gay people go because Madonna's in town. It's a, It's a thing. So there's there seems to be a very like empowering yeah. kind of uh, momentum behind her. Harlots, yeah. empowering harlots. That's up, what she does. Up with strumpets. That's Somebody's oh, got to boy. strumpet power. Uh, Dave Chappelle <laughs> in there at number four. So there you go. The brilliant Chappelle. Wow. Yeah, I just yeah, something about this so... being the real golden age of comedy that it's it far surpasses the '80s when you know it was a bunch of hacks at your strip mall club, but. Now they're rock stars. They're selling out uh, football stadiums to do comedy. But Seinfeld's I, still number one. Yeah, I, I do love the fact that the last three on that list aren't from the, the Netflix kind of corral, but they are just grinders out there doing hundreds upon, you know, just shows after shows after shows, and uh, they're fantastic. Did you know Jay Leno still does like 250 nights a year? I did not know that. Yeah. Like almost every night. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's such a better uh, stand-up comic than he ever was yeah. on The Tonight Show. Oh, yeah, I, You know, I've said this many times through the years. His stand-up that I saw was one of the funniest things I have ever witnessed. I was in physical pain. I was laughing so much. And then he was the lamest of the lame doing his monologue on The Tonight Show. It was just and number, inexplicable. And number one for like 28 yeah. years. Yeah. It was by design he did that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, those who only know Jay Leno from the show don't even have a clue of how funny he actually is. And by the way, if we ever have a stupid, slow, unentertaining moment uh, of this show, that's on purpose, too. By design. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We're catering to people who like bad entertainment. Yes. It's all part of our clever plan. We're playing four-dimensional Uno. (laughs) (laughs) That's very Draw four! 
Okay, what did we decide on uh, on having a guest announcer? Are we going to try it again? We gonna uh, uh, Vince? What, are we gonna audition anymore? Or are we just gonna go with like our 10, 20 favorites? Well, we're all take always taking uh, submissions, but we're gonna recycle our favorites here. Okay, here's right. our guest announcer for the day. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. That's right, Stephen Hawking. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Thank you, Dr. Hawking. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Vincent, lead us off. Band name of the day goes to Jack and Joe for the clock blockers. Fake holiday of the day goes to Joe Getty for National Give Joe $20 Day. <laughs> uh, but bottom of the day goes to Jack Armstrong for the poop emoji is beneath my five-year-old. <laughs> I think the bottom of the day goes to Anthony Scaramucci, but uh, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Now I will continue to toast animus, hostility, and rancor throughout the rest of the day ahead of tomorrow's double date. Vincent and I sharing a meal with a couple of lovely ladies. Reservations have been made. New outfits purchased. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But the girls have more than one reservation. Michelangelo, final thought. Okay, here's what's next, guys. Steve Bannon and Scaramucci getting a fist fight on live TV. In the White House garden, while, while Trump gives a speech at the podium, ignoring what's going on in the background. Awesome. <laughs> oh, positive Sean. Final thought, please. Hey, hey, Siri, I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo, Galileo, very nice. Galileo, Galileo. Yeah, I think we get it. And does Siri, does, does Siri sing the whole song? Or she whole just thing? keeps going. I haven't listened to the entire thing, but I haven't heard her stop on her own yet. Jack, what is your final thought for us today? My brother's in town, so me and my little brother are going to hang out with my oldest and his little brother. His, uh, his nephews, my kids, and uh, I don't get to do that very much. If you if you have the sort of lifestyle where your family members are around, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you don't, like me, it's a big deal, and it's very cool, very exciting. And speaking of uh, family, my final thought is I recommended that my daughter bra- read one of my all-time favorite books on vacation, Kurt Vonnegut's Brilliant Cat's Cradle, and she says, Dad, so far it's really strange, like she wanted to give up on it. And I ordered her to finish it. Wow. <laughs> Not enough cats doing cute things. That's right. You know, it's it's mostly just Kurt Vonnegut's description of YouTube cat videos he's seen and enjoyed. <laughs> That's what Cat's Cradle is. Boy, since my wife started her uh, pugs and pug and goats uh, Instagram feed, she's really amazed by some of the followers. Some people who, who like, follow... Like a hundred different pet Instagrams and apparently check the pictures every day and comment on them. Well, yours has pugs and goats. Oh, yeah. It's hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. It's Indeed. hard to beat that one. Armstrong, you got to wrap up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people will think so little time, so many effing paranoid schizophrenics over there doing you-know-what to their own you-know-what. Unbelievable. We'll see you later. Is there more to come this weekend? Who knows? God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this little clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.